the Hotshot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Clock with Hancha Wiz Kids with Mike Lane Jr. and Mark Davila. And today, we've been waiting for you. Exactly, we have. Today we're talking about Three's Company. Yeah, that was too much of a pause there. Because what if 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 what? Two is a crow. How's that saying go? I thought <laughs> shit. How did it go? Two's company, three's a crowd. No. Right. I don't know. Yeah, three's not a company. That's not even how it goes. I don't know. Because three's not a company. Three's a crowd. If you're if you and your girl are there, and then your buddy's just sitting there, that's still fun. Like if it's a is it fours? Three's company. Four's a crowd. I don't know. Even numbers are fine if it's evenly. I, don't know. I do like that theme song. Yeah. The horns, the drums. So like the wah pedal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Come and knock on my door. Come and knock on my door. We've been waiting for all you. Right, all right, all right. His and hers hey. and his as Three's Company too. All right, shut up. So, Three's Company debuted in 1977. Hey, I was born. Yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't tell people that. Yeah. I say that about every year, though. <laughs> Euros, yeah, I like when um when I used to work uh, registers and it would come up as a year like nineteen six W nineteen sixty seven sir yeah good year yeah he always said good year Three's Company is an American sitcom that aired for eight seasons on ABC from eight seasons wow from March fifteenth nineteen seventy seven to September fourteenth nineteen eighty four legs it was based on the British sitcom Man About the House man can we not come up with anything original this was fucking stolen too hey man. Wow. You ever hear of Little House on the Prairie? Totally original. It was it? I mean, it was based on a book. Oh, so well, the, not that the original. The book was totally original. <laughs> the book was, yes. The show, not original. Again. Good point. The show's premise. Now, it was a weird premise because it was about two girls who were both pretty hot. Yeah. But... Susan Summers was so hot that you thought Janice was ugly. But I'm looking at Janice now. It's weird. She was good. I mean, she's 70s style, but yeah. she's good. It's, it's, it is interesting, and though. And she used to wear those outfits. The, those are the shortest fucking shorts, those 70s dolphin shorts. I always God loved damn. when they'd wear, like, the jersey nightgowns. She'd always wear a jersey nightgown. But you know what? It's weird uh, how you say, though, because, yeah, in my mind... She's not attractive. She's not an attractive woman, but that's just because Suzanne Summers yeah, was so spectacular. She was, she was really like Suzanne Summers was an eleven, so that eight looks like shit. Listen, if I'm at a party, I'm going for Janice for various reasons. Yeah, but anyway, man, she's an attractive woman. But imagine now. Anyways, because we'll, we'll, I'll tell you that yeah, in a second. Yeah. So Jack Tripper, played by John Ritter, is it Maybe interesting that his, in his name? I said Priest. John Ritter, Jack Tripper, it's like the same thing. Yeah, it's like a Tony Danza situation. It revolves around three single roommates, Janet Wood, played by Joyce DeWitt, Chrissy Snow, played by Susan Summers, and Jack Tripper, who all platonically live together in Santa Monica, California, in an apartment complex owned by Stanley Roper, who would not allow, he was very, I guess, religious, I don't know. Traditional, religious, it's so weird that Jack had to 
pretend to be gay in order to live there because he would not allow it because he knows that if a single man were there they'd just be fucking all yeah, the time I'd, fuck, I'd be fucking one at a time meanwhile together as long as you get your rent money who gives a shit yeah don't worry about who's fucking who old man yeah that didn't make any sense to me so John Ritter had to pretend he was gay meanwhile he's not and he's living with these two babes meanwhile he didn't get with either of them right I don't believe so. Like, I might be wrong, because it's not like I've seen I every th- episode. No, because I don't think they like, they were attracted to him. But I think... He's a handsome man. To, Fuck them. Today, there would have been an episode where they had sex. Yeah, of course. He would have had both of them. If this, if this show came out now, but he might have had a threesome. If he wasn't having sex with them, he must have been jerking it like mad. Oh, my God. You got God. these two girls living with you in close quarters. Like, you know... I'd be masturbating to listening to Suzanne Summers breathe. <laughs> My my ear would be up against the wall. Just her snoring would be enough. <laughs> yep, you'd hope like you guys would fall asleep on the couch together. Oh my god! What if what if her what if her head rested on my shoulder? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I think in, in reality there there would have been at some point. Yeah, come if on. If you're living with somebody, something's gonna happen. Listen, a man and a woman in close proximity over a long enough period of time, yep. something's gonna happen. You become comfortable. Yeah. You know, attractive people hanging out. Let's get real here. Yeah. Did you ever... You lived with a woman, though. I did. That you barely knew. I did. It was did. two company. It was a two com- two's, two's company. company. You had to pretend you were gay. It, re- it really was two's company because I hated her. I never wanted to see her. But there was an instance where something could have happened. She kind of put it out there. Like, when I first moved in there, she was like, oh, Mark, you know, one of these nights we should get, like, back then the Mike's Hard Lemonade was the thing. Yeah. And so she's like, we should get a... Uh, a, a Six-pack of Mike's. Yeah, and just hang out and maybe watch some movies, uh, like, um, on some Friday. I could have came and brought five of my Mike friends. Yeah. So, I never like to say it because you do that same shitty joke every <laughs> single time. Every fucking I don't remember, time. You know, it's funny. I don't recall ever saying that joke before. You do. You're like, a bunch of me's. Yeah. Anyway, don't put that much shit. So she, you know, she put that out there, and I knew that if I did that, I'm gonna fucking make a move. Yeah. There's no way I'm not. Why didn't you? Well, let me. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell. I you. know what you're thinking. Like, well, then all of a sudden I'm stuck. Well, exactly. Though, so first off, she's a you know a little. She's attractive enough. You know that that wasn't. I don't think I ever down. saw her. You did. You just don't remember. I don't think when, when we moved. You came and you uh, you saw her. It was like the last day. Because in my head, I was picturing some like beautiful woman. She's not, but she's attractive. A little tall, a little tall for me. Short for too short for me. But um, I knew that, you know, I would have made my move. And she was kind of like a lonely, sad person. Well, she used to have sex with cops, right? It was just this one cop. I, uh, my head, she was having sex with various cops on no, on the beach. And he was a married man too, I think. And he would just kind of. So she was used to no no one, uh, you know staying with her but anyway I knew if I had sex with her which if we did that if we you know had a night of drinking I would have and then it's like you're you're not that's not my roommate anymore that's my girlfriend and good luck breaking up yeah I think we lived together you're being too um yeah it, it, just, it would be you it just would, went for it I you know in retrospect who fucking cares yeah it would have been over with by now <laughs> it would have <laughs> at some point you would have moved out and never talked to her again unless I knocked her up and then I'd have some giant kid well, you gotta be smart, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so that I had a similar situation. But anyway, back to Three's Company. Oh yeah. So the Ropers. So the whole like gag of the first few seasons was the Ropers. By the way, 
I think it's... Uh, a, weren't they always sneaking around and well, spying there was on Mr. Them? Roper and Mrs. Roper, who was like a sex fiend. And as in all sitcoms in the 80s, the dude never wanted sex, but the girl... It was always a role reversal. The girl always wanted sex. Well, that's where the humor is. Yeah. Because if you just had a show yeah. where a dude wanted to fuck all the time, like, yeah, that's like, kind of re- that's, that's reality. reality yeah. The guy wants to fuck all the time. The girl just wants to fuck, you know, every once in a while. That's more of a reality situation. Yeah. That's not In funny. general. Yeah. So... You know, it's Mrs. Like married with children. Mrs. Syndrome. Roper was like this horny, horny old lady, and Mr. Roper was like, for some reason, didn't want to have sex with his own wife. I don't know why. And she was all right for an old lady. Yeah, well, she was an old lady, so he wasn't interested. He had Suzanne Summers upstairs. What do you mean he didn't? Look, I don't know why he didn't want to have sex with his wife. Yeah. He knows Suzanne mm-hmm. Summers is upstairs, is literal like feet away from. Was it him? an apartment building or was it like a duplex? I think it was a building. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they ever showed an establishing shot of the apartment. They probably did. Yeah, I'm sure they did at some point. It's been on for eight years. So a lot of the early episodes were all about hiding the fact that he wasn't gay. Yeah. So I Which imagine- is like, how would he even know? Like, I mean, what are you doing in... Uh, like, if you... I mean, probably he was... I saw him holding hands with a girl on the beach. He, he must was, not be gay. If he was dating, and so, you know, you want to bring women around. So that that was... It was probably stuff around that. Did Mr. Roper not ever hear of bisexual? I don't think there was a thing back then. Hmm. I mean, I'm not not saying people weren't doing it back then, but that wasn't, like, a known term, and, like, that's, that's what people do. Um, The show a farce... Chronicles the escapades and hijinks of the trio's constant misunderstandings. Yeah, they had a lot of those. Well, the, what, uh, the big thing about the show was that Suzanne Summers' character was really dumb. Right? Yeah. That was like one of the and Joyce points. is smart. But I, I could remember episodes where they would have some kind of thing, like a boss would come over and one would pretend they were they were married. They, they were always doing some, they were always tricking people. Yeah, a bunch of con artists. Financial struggles. A top ten hit from 1977 to 1983. So it was very. It was a huge show. Yeah. It was like must see TV at the time. Although, let's be <clears throat> fair, there weren't a lot of you know a lot of options, but still good, probably. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Who knows how it holds up by today's standards? Like, if I watch an episode, would I like it? Well, they still look good. Yeah. So there's that. I could look at Suzanne Summers. Although I still did like her, and she's the sheriff. So, how long ago was that? Last year. Just came out. Did? Yep. It's interesting how, you know, that's a premise for a show. All right, get this. A woman sheriff. <laughs> Hilarious. The show is set in a neighborhood within walking distance of the beach in Santa Monica. That's pretty nice. Yeah, how much are they paying in rent? By the way, if you live in Santa Monica, you can be as poor as shit. Because I, there's this girl I follow on Instagram... She's a waitress as far as I can tell. I don't actually know her. She's a waitress as far as I can tell. But it looks like she's having the most fabulous life. But that's what she's putting out there. Yeah. But when you live in California, it's easy to do that. Because there you are at the beach. There you are at, like, you know, the little hut where they're serving, like, exotic drinks. We got huts and beaches here. Not in the winter. Well, that's true. I mean, the beach actually does exist. We still do have beaches, you know. Humor in the show is based on a farce. You Often relying on innuendo and misunderstanding. <laughs> you could barely get that out. You know, you said like, Oh yeah, because John Ritter was big into physical comedy. Yeah, a lot of Pratt falls with him. And he Highs was, in the face. He was like the king of the spit kid take too. I remember he'd go on like Jay Leno or something and he'd, like, <sighs> he'd do a spit take, like show how good he was at spit takes. Do you recall you used to love doing spit takes? Oh, it's great, but you gotta do it outside otherwise people get pissed at you. You can't just spit all over someone's house. Yeah, that's true. 
Although if you do it right, it's a more of a mist. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a technique. Yeah. You want it to be a mist, so that way there's not as much damage done. It, it, it's not like a fountain where yeah. there's like a stream of water coming out. Yeah, you're not like a fish in the movie spitting water out. Yeah. Yeah. I had an incident with my mouthwash this morning. <laughs> that sounds funny. I, you know, I brushed my teeth, and when I finished brushing my teeth, I used mouthwash. So I have it. I'm, I'm still using my mouthwash, and as I'm doing that, I'm setting up my water for my shower. And at some point, what do you mean you're setting up the water for your shower? Like setting do you it have up. Those uh, ones that people use in the country, where you like put it in a tree and it pours out. I'm turning it on. I'm adjusting the temperature. Right. Like that's something, uh, you know, different. Anyway, so I'm doing that. And at some point, I forget that I have mouthwash in my mouth and I go to swallow. <laughs> Are you drunk? And so I'm like, I swallow a little bit of my mouth and I'm like. <laughs> so I like yeah, spit you're it out real quick. drink that stuff. Yeah, you're not. You're not. So the first season, uh, the 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 first episode, I should say, was on March, uh, January, March fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. It was recorded about a year earlier than that. That's weird. With these, some of these shows are like recorded like a year, a year or two before they were even out. Yeah, well, they probably had the pilot floating around. The pilot was actually on. named "A Man About the House," which was obviously the British TV show that I mentioned, where brunette Jan Wood. Why is it? In, why is it relevant to what color hair she has? I don't know. I think they figure, listen, those Brits had a formula. We got to stick with that. We need a brunette. We need a blonde. Manager of a flower shop and Chrissy Snow, a, a clueless, ditzy blonde secretary, find Jack Tripper asleep in their bathtub full of water the morning after a going away party for their ex-roommate, Eleanor Garvey Phillips. So this is funny already. He just like squatted in their apartment. Well, he showed up for the party, got drunk and passed out in the tub. Yeah. Okay. The two girls who lack culinary skills decide to share the apartment and expenses with Jack when they learn he's studying to be a gourmet chef. Ooh. This is the craziest scenario. So, oh, well, he's a good cook. You know someone who's having a party. You pass out there. You wake up, and somehow you decide that, well, I'm going to school to be a chef. Well, hold on. They need a new roommate anyway. Yeah, right? true. So, listen, I need a roommate. They should have thought ahead. This guy needs an apartment, and obviously because he's, he's sleeping chef. in bathtubs. Yeah. Obviously, if you had a home... He's not a chef. He's studying to be a chef. Well, he probably started already, so he knows some stuff. Yeah. Since Jack is staying at the Y and he has no place to stay... I mean, this guy's homeless, basically. And, he's, and, they're, and they're bringing him in the house. You don't know this guy. You don't know if he's a rapist. You don't know anything. Yeah, that's true. But first, they must find a way to overcome objections from their landlord, Stanley and Helen Roper romantically dysfunctional couple who lives downstairs and don't allow males and females living together unmarried. So Janet comes up with an idea and leads the Ropers to believe that Jack is gay, thus allowing Jack to live with the girls. You know what doesn't fit? So I'm assuming they don't want unmarried couples because they're ultra-religious. But if they're ultra-religious, they're that approving of gay people? Yeah, doesn't wouldn't make you sense. think that they wouldn't be, that? you know, that wouldn't fly either? Well, it's funny because in episode two... Jack is moving in, and then Janet and Chrissy, Chrissy calls, Chrissy's mother comes, informs her that they're coming to, to visit, and Chrissy's father is a minister and panics at the news that her mother is coming. To keep the situation under control, Chrissy asks Janet to take Jack to the Regal Beagle, which was the uh, local um, drink, drinking hole that they go to, and uh, they keep him there until Mrs. Snow leaves. 
Because you can't have a gay guy just hanging out in the apartment when your father's a minister. Well, again, the religious people aren't that approving. So there's probably like Jack stuff all around that he was moving in. I mean, I could just see the... Yeah, the, it's like, you you bowl now? There's like a bowling ball, and, you know, guy stuff is around. I don't know, there's a, there's a drill somewhere. I think I remember the third episode of the show. We're not going through every episode. Yeah, let's not. Mrs. Roper accuses Mr. Roper of showing his visiting niece Karen a boring time. Mr. Roper, feeling comfortable with Jack's supposed homosexuality, decides to introduce Karen to Jack. Meanwhile, Jack is involved in organizing a birthday celebration for Janet. Like, he barely knows them, and now he's planning her birthday party. Yeah. That's like you moved in with that girl, and two weeks later... I'm you're, setting you're, up a, a surprise birthday Yeah, you're getting a hold of all her friends for a surprise party. I'm a really friendly guy. Yeah. I do stuff like that. So when Mr. Roper suggested Jack that he would like Jack to take his niece house, Jack refuses, saying he couldn't leave Janet on her birthday. Till he sees her, and she's like super hot. Then he's like, well, I guess I could for a little bit. And then they thought that Mr. that Mr. Roper's niece would be ugly for some reason. Which why would someone's niece be ugly? Well, because you're ugly. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You're ugly, so I figure anyone who's related to you is going to be ugly too. That's just the assumption. But he assumes that. But when Mr. Roper brings Karen to meet Jack, he is surprised to find that she is beautiful. Isn't it weird? I was just kidding when I said that before about till he find out she's hot. But well, it, you that knew was that, just the obvious. You knew that was coming. That was the obvious yeah. thing. The twist. These story- and they've been recycling these same fucking storylines for decades. Like, throughout the 80s and 90s, these same storylines happen in every sitcom. Anyways, at some point, um, Suzanne Summers became such a big star that she she left. Yeah, because I know at some point there was a different blonde. I don't know who. Um, Gina Lee Harris joined the was cast. This, did, did this blonde have to be dumb, too? Well, she was... was the same she thing? She was... Uh, um, let's see. After Norm, first of all, I think the Ropers left a couple years in. Yeah, then Don Knotts came, right? The Ropers left further because they had a spinoff, which I don't even think was all that popular. And Don Knotts the came. Ropers. And it wasn't always clear to me watching, and I don't, I'm not sure if Knotts cared that he was gay. Yeah, or I was going to say because Don still- Knotts in the show was like this womanizer. Did he have to be gay oh. after Don Knotts came? Because like I understand, okay. The the uh, the owners whatever their hangups are, but now they're gone. So can I not be gay anymore? I don't know. Yeah, that's not very clear. Hey, it's me, Don Knotts. I don't care if you're gay. In season four, this is the season that um, Don Knotts came. Don Knotts came. The season premiere was FBI agents come to the apartment looking for Jack. He's can. Vinced because he finagled an early discharge from the Navy and that they intend to send him back to finish his duty. I don't think the FBI is involved in that. If it's a Navy issue, yeah. I think it'd be somebody else. To be, avo- be NCIS. To avoid them, Jack dresses in drag and poses uh, as Chrissy and ends up going on a date I'm with a man Chrissy. who wants to be Chrissy. Who the fuck is showing up for a date, seeing John Ritter in drag and going, huh, this must be my date. They said it was a hot blonde, and you weren't kidding. Get over here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, there was a show called Bosom Buddies, Remember, right? Remember, imagine always going back, back then. You can dress and drag. Always go back to your, your Three's Company situation. Imagine your roommate back then goes, "Hey, Mark, I don't want to go on this date. Can you go as me?" And you get a brown wig and you put on a dress. <laughs> and you show up. I'd fuck that dude. And ends up going on a date with a man who is going to be Chrissy's date. Eventually, Jacob works up the courage to reveal his actual self to the FBI agents 
and the truth comes to light that they actually only wanted Jack to act as a character reference for his old Navy friend who applied for a federal job. So it was all just a misunderstanding. All for nothing. Well, that's the entire show, a series of misunderstandings. Ralph Furley, the new landlord, gets off on the wrong foot with the trio when he secretly introduces himself to Janet and Chrissy at the Regal Beagle, who then mistakenly think he's being he's making a rude play on them. The situation only worsens when the trio accidentally sells his furniture, thinking it was the Roper's old furniture. So why would they think they could sell that furniture? That's not wasn't theirs. So he was their landlord. It doesn't say... If he's still gay or not, pretending to be gay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, gonna have to watch all every epi- all eight seasons. But Mr. Furley, Don Knotts, I, does anyone he, he not was, like Don Knotts? He was a good man. By the way, there was a song called Don Knotts by the um, by the Brand Flakes years ago. And there was another one called Nip It in the Bud, which was Don Knotts, but I can't find that one. So I, when I had a radio college radio show, I I made the song say my name and and uh, Don Knotts' name. I had Mark record my name. Yeah. He said my name. That was me. Don Knotts, my client. Don Knotts, my yeah, client. Pretty Don good. Knotts, my client. Don Knotts, my client. We don't have to hear the whole thing. It's only kind 30 of, seconds. My client. That's three. Don, 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 that's 25 Don, seconds Don, too long. My client. Don Knotts, my client. Pretty repetitive. My client. My client. My client. Yeah. My client show. <laughs> that was my <laughs> Hey, that was me. You're the voice of my my, ra- right. my college radio show. Hey, it's a Mike Klein show with Mike Klein. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyhow, yeah, Don Knotts was a cool dude. Yeah. He was also good in um Pleasantville. He was. That's man. I haven't seen that movie in a long. That's time. one of those movies where really whenever good. it comes on, I watch it. It never comes on because I'm never watching like network TV. Yeah, that's true. So I'd never see it. But yeah, so he showed up and he was our landlord and more shenanigans. But eventually, a year later, Chrissy left for some reason, oh. and her cousin showed. She moved right in, which which is funny. Why couldn't I guess her cousin didn't need an apartment back then? But she could have moved in instead of Jack in the beginning. Well, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't need a place at the time, and it wasn't. She wasn't conveniently sleeping in a bathtub. Yeah, it's like you listen. He's already here. So there's a lot of shenanigans in the show. You know, I knew we we didn't watch in the first we run. We need more shenanigans. We watched it in the uh, the reruns. Syndication. But was it yeah. a good show? I probably haven't seen it in 15, 20 years. Who's to say? I I kind of assume not. Like, all these old shows that I watched as a kid that I really loved. Like, look at He-Man. When I was a child, He-Man was the fucking greatest show ever. Yep. I try. I dare you to try watching old He-Man now. It is so slow and horrible. And it is pe- unwatchable. Did, we should do a He-Man episode. But did people not know that He-Man was the prince? No. Or the prince was He-Man? Prince Adam. They look exactly the same, except different outfits and a tan. And his and his tiger pet tiger green tiger is a cringer co- cowardly turned into battle cat yeah, yeah. That, that at least that the cat looked different because the cat got really big and like powerful and had a saddle yeah it's like some kind of mask I don't know if you can ride a tiger I don't know if their backs are strong enough for someone well, to ride well, well, if it if it's a battle cat yeah a two hundred fifty pound muscular dude. Well, that's not every cat can. My cat. Yeah, when can. I was a kid, I wanted to look like you. I'm like, this is what a perfect man looks exactly. like. Exactly, and I still feel that way. Very muscular, 
you know, you could wear like a furry fucking Fur underwear. Bikini. Yeah. And people wouldn't think anything of it because you're so muscular. Ex- yeah. You think anyone's going to say shit to you if you walked around looking like He-Man? Yeah, you, if you have He-Man's muscles. If you're like 6'5", and you're just ripped like He-Man, you think no anyone's going to yeah, say shit? No one's laughing at you. Like, if I walk around in, in briefs, and that's it, with a sword, people are laughing <laughs> at me. Like, no one's going to... But He-Man? No yeah. one laughed. They're like, holy shit. Look at that motherfucker. Yep. That, that's... That's my dream right there. The Rock looks like He-Man. He does. Muscular wise, yeah. So the Rock can walk around in furry underwear if he wants. No one's gonna say anything. I've heard about the Rock's lifestyle, and this has nothing to do with Three's company, but it might. It'd be nice to be that muscular, but he has a shitty life. Like he has a he, a he works out like four times a day. Well, I mean, that's his job. His yeah. Well, yeah, because that's his. Like, listen, you go to work all the, every day, pretty much. He's that's, not that's eating. What he has he's to not do. eating pizza. All right. Yeah. Like I've heard about his 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 diet. It's like insane. Well, you got to do that shit to keep things up. You're, when your job is looking the way you look, you know, you have to do certain things. Look at models. You know, they're not eating anything. Yeah. Exercising all day. You well, know? They're, they're poking heroin in between their toes. Well, if there are on heroin, yeah. Anyway, 1983 was the final season of, um, what show are we doing? Three's, Three's Company. Company. Quantum Leap. Uh, oh, Joanna Kearns was Jack's girlfriend, Cheryl, in this season. Hmm. She asked him to father his child, her child, but Jack refuses. Jack, Janet I thinks, hate fucking. Janet thinks Cheryl wants to marry Jack because she's going to have his baby. So Jack, so she talks Jack into complying with Cheryl's wishes. Comply. Comply. Will you comply? It says complying. Oh, it says compli- comply, not complain. Yeah. Oh yeah, Larry. We forgot about to mention Larry, Jack's f- friend. I guess I don't remember him. Remember Larry was like about. a womanizer guy? He was like a cool dude. Is he? Cool yeah. 70s dude? Yeah. Uh, Larry was played Wish by... Wish I was a cool 70s dude. Who the hell was Larry played by? But yeah, Larry was his, his buddy. There was Jack Tripper, Janet, Chrissy, Cindy. Um, Larry Dallas, played by Richard Klein. Any relation? No, different last name. It's the same last name. You got no ears? Larry doesn't look so good anymore. He's 75 now. Still alive. More than John Ritter can say. Yeah, we should talk, we should talk about John Ritter. How he died? <laughs> Very sad. Because yeah, he had a, he was kind of not around, and then he had a he had a huge comeback with um, Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Yeah. And then uh, did he die of cancer? No, he had a hole in his heart. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a hole in his aorta. Hmm. And one day he was on the set of that show. I'll do it. And he got violently ill, so they took him off on a on a gurney, and that was it. I wonder, what are the symptoms for having a hole in your heart? Uh, I think he, he just felt, like, nauseous and stuff. Hmm. It was, like, mis- he was misdiagnosed. I think there was a huge lawsuit that his wife put out on him. Yeah. Because, um... So he was in this movie... Nah, no one cares. He was in this movie that was really good. It was about... The star... The, getting sucked it. into the TV... Oh yeah, that one. And then you, they would go to different channels, and they would be in you know different worlds. I remember that movie. Yes. I don't know what the name of it was, but it was really good. He it was, was like the devil ran TV. Jack Ritter was also good. Yeah, I've called him Jack Ritter. <laughs> Mix it all. John Ritter, whose father was Tex Ritter, by the way. I don't know who that is. He was, that was his father. Was a country music singer. Mm. He also was um, in uh, Sling Blade. Played the gay guy. I love... Yeah, I do recall this. That movie is Sling so great. Blade was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
to, to what is he what would he always say like fried taters or something yeah. like he'd say something like that french fried potatoes <laughs> french fried potatoes yeah mm-hmm. and then he'd um if you haven't seen sling blade watch it it's really good then uh, Dwight Yoakam played the other guy. And he's like, "Hey, what are you gonna do with that with that sling blade?" I'm gonna kill him. I am gonna kill you with it. And then he goes, "Um, he's an honest man." Well, if you're gonna kill me with it, you better call an ambulance or a hearst. So then he calls up. He goes, "I just killed him." And I he said to call, bring extend an ambulance or a hearst. That's just good stuff. Yeah, it really is. See, that was Larry. You remember him now? Yeah, I do remember him. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. it's it's been a while since I've seen an episode of Three's Company. A little rusty here. Well, yeah, you got. You should re. We should rewatch the whole series you know, before we do the show. In the apparently <clears throat> in the old days, it was cool to be a womanizer. I when did that go out of style? It's like seventies uh, and eighties, even the nineties, still pretty cool. Yeah, every showed a womanizer next door. Remember Charlie and, and uh, Empty Nest? Well, I, I guess Quagmire. So it's still cool, I suppose. I forget that show's still on. I know. I haven't. I don't really watch it anymore, but it still it still exists. Um. Anyways, the last season of it was in 1983, and we could jump to the final episode, which usually in these sitcoms, they don't really know what's going. Yeah. On. There's never look. Mostly, there's not like a real ending. But they must have known this one because it was two parts. Episodes 171 and 172. Did they actually buy a house? Episodes 21 and 22 of the season. Again, these shows. Or did back somebody then, get married? These shows back then had so many episodes. Janet is upset because she cannot have a church wedding, but Jack convinces her to have it in the apartment. Meanwhile, Jack thinks Vicky wants a job far away due to her being... I don't know who all these people are. Let's just be white trash and get married in the apartment. Yeah. So I guess Janet's getting married or something. Who could have predicted that? During the wedding, Jack stands in for Janet's father to give her away to Philip, since neither of her parents were present. After Vicky catches the bridal bouquet... Everyone heads downstairs for the reception. Shouldn't hosted, it be caught, caught the hosted by Mr. Fur. Their landlord's hosting the reception for their wedding. Yeah, man, you can't get trashier than that. In TV, like all these auxiliary char- characters, they always have a big, bigger part in your life than people in real life do. Yeah, like your boss at work really has nothing to do with your day-to-day life, other than being outside at work. of being at work. But in TV, like they're getting invited over for dinner. And, oh. Here you are. Come on in. I mean, how many sitcoms in the '60s and '70s were the boss coming yeah. over to dinner? Yeah, a lot. And you gotta you spring it, spring it on your wife, and she's pissed. Come on, the roast is gonna take hours to get ready. Larry is helping Jack and the girls pack for their move. Jack informs Mr. Frilly that he'll be moving to a one-bedroom apartment with the woman, indicating Mr. Frilly that he's no longer supposedly gay. So that explains that. So listen, apparently he was I'm pretty... not, Listen, you, you know how you, you thought I was gay for the last four years? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm over that. I don't know. Everyone's moving away. It, do you think he says that he's no longer gay? Like, he's like, listen, you know how everyone thinks being gay is a choice at this point in time? Well, I'm choosing not to be. Or does he tell him, like, I was just kidding back then, and I'm not? As they leave, the trio says goodbye to each other, and... To the apartment, as indicated by the three of them looking to the, in, one final look inside the uh, before stepping outside the door. Have you ever done that? Wait, what? Say it again. When you left your old apartment, did you just look in the door and all they do that in TV? <laughs> or they'll they're, they're standing across the street and they'll like look at the house <laughs> and you see this wistful look in their eyes. All those memories, all those. And times then you slowly turn. Jack thinks back to all the jerking off he did to Janet and Chrissy. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, the ratio of jerking off to, or did he do them both at the same time? 
And his, and his, uh, Listen, as long as you're using your imagination, he's having like three ways. It's some crazy shit going on. They have a toast, and Vicky invites Nervous Jack to bed. To Why calm is he him down, she says she is nervous as well as they start to kiss. Vicky's father barges in the room and announces that he's bought the restaurant from Mr. Angelino, and he becomes Jack and Vicky's new landlord. I don't know what anything. Wait means. a minute. I think they were trying to sneak in a backdoor spinoff, and it didn't take off, and it didn't catch. I think it was a spinoff. Uh, because a list of, uh, let's see. Three's, there's Three's a crowd. Three's Company, also known as Three's Company 2, in the Three's Company syndication package, is an American sitcom spinoff, produces a spinoff and continuation of Three's Company. You said spinoff like three times. That's what it said. I didn't say it. You just did. So Three's a crowd... It's a spinoff spinoff of a spinoff. Three of the Crowd continued from Three's Company, where the final episodes, Vicky is introduced as a love interest of Jack, beginning in the Cupid Works Overtime. In the following two-part episode, Friends and Lovers, Jack asks Vicky to marry him, but she refuses and explains, although she loves him, she does not want to be married because she remembers when her father and mother got divorced, and she explained that her marriage scares her. I'm a scared of marriage. I don't, really, I don't know if I've ever seen episodes of this. Yeah, I've never even heard it of it. It was only on for... One season. Yeah, I guess no one liked it. And then there's the Ropers. No one liked that either. That was on for um, two years. Yeah. Better run. Okay. Yeah, but were the Ropers that popular that they had to do a spinoff? I guess. That's crazy. Back then, again, everybody a show. So that's Three's Company, 70s uh, number one hit, must-see TV. Yeah. You know what? Watch an episode and, and email us. Let me Let me know if it's any good or not. Like, yep. maybe it holds up. I don't know. Anyway, hotjobwizkids.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Tell us friend to watch some TV. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Come and dance on our floor. Come and dance on our floor. Take a step that is new. Take a step that is new. Leave a lovable space that needs you. Nice drum. Hey, we're trying to record. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even. You don't even have your headphones.